Is it your goal to hire help or build a team? Let me say that one more time. Listen, is it your goal to hire help or build a team? Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, we are continuing the conversation of employees and kind of tying that together with the spring rush here in 2021 and tying my experiences, relating my experiences with it, because the spring rush was, this was definitely huge. It was extremely overwhelming, a lot of challenges, a lot of lessons learned, and a lot to share with you guys that hopefully if you're still going through this or you are uh, you know, coming out of it and you still have questions or whatever the scenario is, want to prepare for next year's spring rush, just it's always good in my opinion. I always enjoy sharing insight. I always enjoy listening to others' insight so that I can help learn regardless of the time of year. But since it's fresh, you know, the spring rush is pretty much, you know, winding down, if not almost over here in uh, central Virginia. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a good time to kind of recap and, and go over everything. And I've just kind of been breaking it down into a few episodes. Um, just because it's just so much that went on rather than having like a two hour packed episode and breaking that up. I'm just really, uh, having it broken down into several episodes with specific topics. So if you didn't catch the last episode last week, I believe, go ahead and check that out. We talked about, um, the devil, you know, is better than the one you don't. That's just kind of a, an old saying that I've heard many times over, over the years. And for me, that meant, You know, when you're talking about rehiring old employees that you had, either they left or you let them go and the possibility of them coming back, whether you're thinking about bringing them back or they asked to come back. It's one of those things where there's a reason why they left or you let them go nine times out of 10. It wasn't because they were the perfect employee and they just and for whatever reason you let, you know, you just let them go or they let them or they left. I mean, there there are times where you do have a really great employee and they leave to move on to bigger and better things. And, you know, you're really disappointed and you wish that you could have gotten them to stay. And they might, you know, you might have the opportunity where they want to come back because it didn't work out. Grass wasn't green on the other side and you're welcoming them, welcoming them with open arms. But that's not usually the case. And even still with that situation, it makes you think, well, if they left me once, are they going to leave me again? Like it does still kind of put a bad taste in your mouth. And again, the devil, you know, which is, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get with an old employee wanting to come back because you already worked with them and you developed a relationship in most cases if they worked long enough with you. So you kind of know what you're going to get with them versus hiring a brand new, you know, employee that you've never worked with before. They might have great, you know, experience and they had a great interview and so on. Everything sounded great, but until you actually work with them, you don't really know what you're going to get until they start working. So again, I went into that in a lot more detail with my specific, you know, situation and my employees and everything uh, in that episode. So go check that out if you haven't already. But in this episode, I just wanted to touch base on Is it your goal to hire help or build a team? Let me say that one more time. Listen, is it your goal to hire help or build a team? 
I can't tell you how many times over the years since I'm you know heavily involved in social media, which is a good and bad thing in some cases and sometimes, but definitely the good side of it is you get to hear a lot of different perspectives and you are able to shorten the learning curve for myself, for other people, whatever I share, whatever I learn from others and so on. It's really a good community effort, a lot of knowledge sharing and just helping each other out, grow their businesses, grow personally. Uh, and, and it really does shorten the learning curve. It just makes it makes the industry overall better, you know, from from the community perspective of the online community and hopefully spreading that and growing that throughout the rest of the industry, because the online community is just kind of a small portion of the overall green industry as a whole. There's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of companies out there that don't even care about social media other than having their, you know, um, th- their website and a Facebook page and things like that, where they just post stuff strictly to advertise and get more customers. They're not doing it to share their setups or, you know, get brand deals or do net, you know, put together networking events and, and hang out with local, you know, what they would call competitors, but, you know, just other uh, businesses in their area. Like they don't do it for any of that stuff. It's just strictly business and that's fine. Everyone has their own agenda, but the people that are on in the online community and do share this information, we're able to learn a lot. And, you know, again, good, good and bad. There's a lot of random stuff out there. But one of the common things that, 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 I, that I hear is when people talk about help, you know, they, 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 it's like they refer to their employees as help, you know, like uh, a helper, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting busy enough where, you know, I, I can add a helper or, you know, it's, it's just me and my helper, you know, today or my helper called out or, you know, whatever the scenario is, there's all these different conversation uh, pieces where the word help or helper is just stuck in there. And, and it always makes me wonder what, what do they, what, what, what do people mean when they say that? Because I'll tell you with my perception of it and what I think when people say helper or, you know, my help is that they're not even technically an employee. You know, they're, they're not on the books or maybe they're just paying them cash. You know, they're super part-time, like part, part-time, you know, they work like on call, you know, like whenever you get a big job or, or, you know, you just, you just overwhelmed or you got a lot going on in your personal life and you don't have a whole lot of time this particular week to get stuff done. You get a bunch of mulch jobs and you got to get got, got caught up on or rained a bunch of days or whatever. So you just randomly call, you know, a helper or your, your helper or the guy that helps you out or the girl that helps you out or whatever, you know, on, on the fly, you know, um, it's, it, it, or. Or you actually are scheduling somebody, you know, once or twice a, a week or however many days a week. And you're just, again, just paying them cash. And, you know, you're not paying payroll taxes. There's no workers' comp insurance, all this stuff. And that that's my impression. That's my that's how I perceive when people say that. Now, again, they might just be using the term loosely as helper versus employee. I mean, there's all kinds of terms, right? Like team member, employee, associate, you know, helper, obviously, is what I've been focusing on. So there's, there's all kinds of different um, titles you can give people that work for you and with you and that are a part of your company uh, to get different jobs and tasks done and provide the services that you provide to, you know, your customers. Um, so that, that's really neither, you know, that's not as big of a deal what the title is. I'm not here to like say, Oh, you should call them this or call them that. What my, what my thing is, is what, even if you, um, are paying on the books, you know, you, you they, they have W2s, you know, you're paying taxes on them, all this stuff and, and they're getting paychecks like any other job, no cash under the table or any of that kind of stuff, then, but you're calling them a helper. 
to me, that just kind of feels like you're not really thinking long term. You're not thinking permanent. Like it, it, it's not, you know. And again, I come, from, I came from corporate America, corporate retail. I've been in retail management over 15 years of my life before I realized I just couldn't take it anymore, and I didn't like how my life was going. I had no quality of life, and I wanted to spend time with my wife and young children and watch them grow up and everything. So I, my life was going one direction. Retail was going a different direction. You know. E-commerce was totally dismantling their brick and mortar stores and, you know, Amazon was taking over and everyone's trying to jump on the bandwagon with their own, you know, online sites and all that stuff, you know, so it just made it even harder to sell stuff in stores and all these crazy hours and crazy deals and sales and it was just very stressful, you know, for, for me specifically, I know a lot of people that are stressed out working in retail and they've left it for one reason or another to go to lawn care or other things, but you know, regardless, I still learned a lot and I was in that management leadership role for so many years. It, it was just ingrained in me. So even though I'm doing lawn care, it's, you know, super small in comparison, super part-time in comparison as far as like, um, you know, not part-time, but like I'm, I'm doing it full-time, but like uh, what, what I mean is small, like, you know, I have one employee or two employees or whatever versus every store that I've ever managed had, you know, anywhere from 50 to um, 200. 50 employees, you know, like, so that, uh, that, that I had to manage. So, I mean, it's, it's super, um, small scale in comparison, but it's still the same ideals. Nonetheless, you know, you're still managing one employee or two employees or whatever, you know, so you still have to kind of have the same leadership mentality and, and still build a team in my opinion, if that's your goal, you know, if, if you are solo and you want to be solo and it's just sometimes, you know, you really need to get caught up on things or whatever the scenario is. So you do have friends and family or neighbors or whoever that can technically, you know, that can quote unquote help you and you call them your helper, you know, because they're helping you for the day and they just want to make a hundred bucks extra or something to put in their pocket. I, I get all that. I'm not here trying to, you know, um, I'm not here trying to chastise anybody or, you know, um, say that that's make anyone feel guilty about that or what's right or what's wrong or anything like that. Ultimately, if you have employees, you know, if you have someone working for you for more than once, once in a lifetime scenario, you should really go through the effort of making sure that you know how to have employees, you know, make sure you have have you, you just know the whole situation like how how do i have an employee where do i even go with that you know i need um workers comp insurance and i need to be able to pay payroll taxes and um i need to be able to pay them period you know like how am i going to do that and uh, i personally use quickbooks cuz i i questioned a lot of my peers and mentors with bigger companies you know million dollar companies um and up like how do they pay their employees? I mean, when you get really big, a lot of them have payroll companies that does everything for them. They just kind of submit all the hours to these payroll companies and they do the rest uh, for them, which basically they're using their own QuickBooks or their own version of QuickBooks or whatever to calculate all that and send in, pay the taxes and pay the employees and all that. But for the smaller guys and even the million dollar companies, they use QuickBooks, you know, and the smaller guys like myself, we use QuickBooks and we get it. We use the, um, the payroll version of QuickBooks and it's all set up and they just do everything for you. Once you put implement, implement everyone and you get it all together, uh, they, you know, they, they do everything for you. You know, you can literally print a paycheck 
for your employees where it's got a pay stub attached and everything. Obviously, you have to get the right paper. You load it in your printer. Boom, it's got the template right there. Prints it all up just like if you were working at, you know, um, Walmart or something and you were going to get your check and it's in a nice little envelope. You know, obviously, you have to buy the envelope, buy the paper, stick it in there, print it. But QuickBooks does all the rest of that, keeps track of everything, takes taxes out, sends it to the IRS, all that kind of stuff or sends it to your, you know, your local state government and all that uh, for your taxes. It just does it all for you uh, once you get it all set up. And you can also have direct deposit for your employees, which is, I recommend that's the easiest thing. I try to, you know, um, recommend everyone to do that so they can get paid quicker instead of waiting for a check and so on. So that's, that, that there's, it just makes it so much easier. So that's, that's kind of, we'll give you a little bit of a start there. If, if you're curious where to even start listening to this podcast and you have employees or you want to have employees or you have a helper and you're like, yeah, maybe I really want to make them an actual employee because. I just feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's also a mindset thing. So my, going back to, are you, are you, um, trying to hire, is your goal to hire help or to build a team? Because if you're hiring help, you're going to constantly be hiring help, replacing people, replacing helpers. If you're building a team, it's just a different kind of mindset. You're really going to be focusing on certain things. You're going to be focusing on training and developing and what roles are people going to have. You know, If you're looking to grow your company, then you should be looking to build a team. I do hope you're enjoying today's show. We couldn't do it without the help of our sponsors. Let's take a moment to hear from them and then get you right back to the podcast. Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine are family-owned and operated and conveniently located in Midlothian, Virginia. They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff, and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. You should have team members that are helping you get things done, you know, looking for a crew leader, looking for, you know, a fertilization and weed control tech, if you're going to offer that, or um, a, a irrigation sprinkler tech, you know, if you're going to do that, you know, um, just different facets of your business. If, if, if you just want to grow a mow, blow and go type business where literally all you do is mow yards and there's nothing else that you do, um, but you still want to scale that and, and have a couple of crews, that's fine. You know, you can still do that, obviously. 
but that's where you got to make sure you have your pricing right, keep your expenses minimal, have a really good profit margin for your pricing, uh, good equipment setup, route density, meaning everything is really close together so you're not wasting time driving around and paying employees to sit in a truck. We call that windshield time. Uh, you know, all those kind of things so that you can be as profitable as possible. And then you're going to have to have mass quantity to make that revenue to be able to have a sustainable business if you're only offering that one service. So, you know, I definitely recommend having at least two services, like um, what, whether that be landscape maintenance, you know, like, you know, you're doing their mulch every year, you're trimming their shrubs two to three times a year, um, you know, whatever else um, you might be doing or adding on um, um adding a fertilization weed control, you know, there's just a variety of, of different services you can add on in addition to the mowing so that you're not just kind of stuck with the mowing. So just a sidebar there, that's a little bit more of, of a, of a challenge versus having a little more diversity of some services offering, uh, especially when it comes to building a team, uh, because there's just more options for people to grow into different positions that you can have for other people to work up to and grow into and so on and mentor others to be in that role as they move on to another role and so on. So, you know, if, if you're just mowing, then yes, you know, you still have crew leaders and things like that. So you can have people develop for that um, and just keep refining everyone's skills to make sure they trim the best, they edge the best, they lay the stripes down the best, they know how to maintain the equipment and problem solve, you know, on the fly, having good customer service, maybe being able to, you know, kind of be a, a salesman in a little bit, you know, like having people go putting out flyers, um, you know, uh, up and down the the neighborhoods that you might already have a couple houses in. You want to get more houses and increase that route density. So you have your guys, you know, trained to go up and down, you know, every time they're, they're done with that, their property, they go up and down and they, they market those neighborhoods before they head out, you know, to make it uh, the, the best, the most for their money there. And, and if, the, if it's a customer comes out or a potential customer comes out and talks to them, you know, they need to know how to talk to them and maybe know some pricing or answer some questions about services and so on. Like these are all things that you just hire somewhere out the gate. Yeah, I just need you to mow, trim and blow. They're not going to necessarily know how to handle some of those other things. You know, you want to train them and develop them for some of these, those other things that I just mentioned. So to me, from my retail experience and even now in lawn care, for me, I see the importance and the value of building a team, calling them team members or just employees, you know, as simple as that is versus calling them helpers or my help. Because it's just, a, it's just, it's kind of like a mentality, a mindset. Like if, if you're calling your, if you're calling people that are working for you, um, help or your helpers. Yes, they are helping you, but they kind of feel less of a part of a team than if you're calling them team members or associates or your employees, you know, my part-time employee, my full-time employee, whatever it is, even that just brings a little bit more of a connection, a little bit more buy-in, a little bit more um, of a team mentality because they're just, a, they're a part of the group, they're a part of the team and they, they want to continue. Um, and then they want to grow with you. So again, that's just kind of, you know, my, my thinking of that. And that's what I keep trying to do. That's what I've been doing. So through the spring rush, it got real busy. I was trying to, to grow, see if I can get to a second crew. Um, but you know, uh, it's been really hard to, to find and keep good employees. Everyone's been struggling, especially more now with 2021, 
um, than, than any other year. It's always been a struggle in general in this industry, um, any year, but it's been really difficult, um, coming out of kind of like the, the back end of COVID and, and all that and unemployment so high and because and, everything being shut down and people being laid off and furloughed and all that stuff and un- unemployment benefits has been boosted to help people be able to pay their bills. Uh, but that doesn't give them incentive to get a job until those benefits run out. So it's just kind of we're in this weird situation that I don't think anyone that's alive today, you know, in the last hundred years or so has even really experienced anything like this. I'm not even sure if anything like this has ever happened. We've obviously had pandemics before, but I don't know if it affected the economy in the same way and that the workforce, the same way that it's affecting it now. So a lot, a lot of new challenges, but with all that being said, I had goals last year and I wanted to keep continuing them. You know, one of my uh, team members that has been with me, this is his third season. So it's my longest employee that I've had since I've owned my own lawn care business over the last uh, seven, eight years. And I've been trying to train and develop him, you know, to be more of a crew leader or a technician role, kind of seeing what, what he might prefer more and what I see in him based on working with him for three seasons now and where I can see. And what I saw last year was I thought he definitely had the detail and the mindset of being a FERT tech. So I started, I asked him about it and started kind of showing him a little bit here, a little bit there. And he was kind of helping me, following me around and doing things. I'd watch him do stuff and show him how to do stuff. And little by little, he was doing those things. He picked it up really quick though. And he definitely liked, he he enjoyed it. So I kind of talked to him about maybe growing that role so that he could be a certified technician for me so that I don't have to be the only one going out and treating yards. He can be the one going out and treating yards on his own. So, I mean, if you think about that from a setup perspective, I don't need to worry about him pulling a truck and trailer, driving a truck and pulling a trailer or, or the truck with the ramp rack loaded with mowers and all that kind of stuff so that you can, um, so that he can be a crew leader for the mowing route. He can just you know, I can just, what I'm actually doing right now is, uh, when it's time for the next round, I will rent a U-Haul pickup truck. Cause that's the most affordable right now out of all the truck rentals in my area, just rent it for the day. And he can just go ahead, you know, we look a little pallet of, of whatever the, the material is, put the spreader on the, on the spreader caddy hitch on the back of the truck. And he got them all set up on service autopilot. It's got the app on his phone. He can see what the schedule's loaded. Boom. I got it all dispatched for him, assigned to him. And he just goes and knocks him out. Boom, boom, boom. So that's what we've been doing. Um, I've been following, you know, kind of keeping an eye on him, following up with him, you know, uh, following him around, everything's like that. Uh, being in kind of different neighborhoods where, so like we're in the same neighborhood, I mean, and I'm like in a different section or I'm down the street or I'm a house next door and I'm mowing and he's treating another house that, you know, we are already mowed or they mow it themselves, but we're treating it. So just doing that whole training and developing and get him to the point where I can get him, you know, certified uh, to do it a hundred percent on his own um, under, under me and under my certification. Uh, so that's, that, that's kind of the road that I'm going with that because it, it definitely makes sense. It makes sense for him, makes sense for me. It helps me be able to get two things done at once, which is always the goal. If you're going to keep growing, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. So what you need to do is start having multiple people or multiple crews doing different things or the same thing at the same time, you know, in different places, being two places at once. That's how you can get, you know, double the workload done. So that's, that's kind of the goal that I'm, that I'm working towards in addition to, you know, continuing to hire and grow, um, my team so that I can be ready to continue taking out more work. So just for me, again, back to the initial thing is your goal to hire help or build a team. 
my goal and and what I argue is the better goal is to build a team versus hiring help. Because to me, hiring help just seems so temporary of a phrase and of a mindset rather than building a team. To me, building a team is something that once you get it going, once you build that up there, the hardest thing is starting. The hardest thing is trying to find your first employee, right? And and, and then you, you another employee. And then, you know, once you start getting a couple employees and building a team, even if you lose an employee here and there, you still have some, some kind of a foundation. You know, unless everyone quits all at once or shortly one after another and you're back to zero, you know, you at least have some sort of a, a structure, some sort of a foundation of a team that you can continue to keep building on. So it's just more of a, a permanent growth mindset to build a team versus the thinking of hiring help, you know, like, and again, there's so many things like, are, are these people even, you know, getting paid properly and are they being protected properly, you know, with insurance, things like that, you know, and if they are, but you're still calling them help, it's like, you know, are you just hiring anyone that you can find, you know, anyone that can just grab a trimmer and go and do an okay job? Or are you really trying to build a team? That's the harder thing. I mean, for me, once I have the people that I feel like that's where I shine from, from my leadership experience and, 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 uh, 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 qualities to just lead a team, build that team, grow that team and keep going. Honestly, hiring, you know, recruiting, hiring, all that kind of stuff, is is not my strong suit but once i have the team once i have people on board that's where where you know the magic starts to happen for me for team building and and and, and that whole uh mindset there and that whole goal so for me that's 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 where so for me building a team is the better alternative it's 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 the better thing versus hiring help it's more difficult but it, then, then just hiring temporary help just to kind of fill the, the immediate or temporary need. But, you know, it's, it's better to build a team for the longevity of your company, especially if, if you're growing and you want to have a crew or multiple crews, you have to focus on building a team. Uh, and my thing is always think big, but stay small. So even though I'm not trying to be some big million dollar or multi-million dollar company, I still want to think like them. I still want to make sure I have everything, you know, accounted for as much as I possible, as much as I can think of. And, and, you know, in the current time that I'm at for my thinking in my business and so on, I want to make sure that all my T's are crossed and my I's are dotted and all that so that, uh, in the event that I do grow to a certain point, I'm not trying to backpedal and do these certain things, you know, after the fact, like, the first five years before I hired employees, I focused on making sure I had the right equipment. First, I had to find the right clients, find the right area, find the right type of lawns, figure out what services I really wanted to offer, then really hone in my pricing, how much I need to charge, what were my expenses, all that stuff, get my profit margins where I wanted them, where I needed them to be able to p support the business and pay my personal bills and all that. And then ultimately, then make sure I have the right equipment set up to be the most efficient, which will really dial those numbers in. Because if you're for mowing, for example, if you're just getting in there and you're just 
you're just getting it done super quick and efficient, then you're going to be as profitable as possible. So I kind of worked on all that in the back end, try to think about how I it would, what would I do with employees? You know, asking people, what do they do? Like, oh, they, you know, QuickBooks is a big deal. Let me f- research QuickBooks and see what that entails, how much that is, so on and so forth. You know, what about insurance and taxes and did all that stuff beforehand, you know, using um, uh, CRM software for invoicing, estimating, really try to figure that out. Um, got service autopilot. I uh, tried different ones before that. Really get all that figured out while I was still solo. Couldn't even really tap into most of the things that, for example, service autopilot offered because I was solo. It's not until you have employees that you can really utilize so much more for a comprehensive CRM software like service autopilot. So I was able to do that, you know, uh, but, but I still, I got it ahead of time so that I could really learn it and prepare. So I wasn't going backwards. So that as I, so I could grow into these things, um, is the best way to say it. So I did all that beforehand and then started hiring as well as building up the clientele to have enough work, it's where I was overwhelmed by myself and then I could start taking some of the workload, reducing the workload a little bit as I would hire a part-timer and then another part-timer and so on. So, you know, we're up to one maxed out beyond belief crew right now and I'm trying to get to that second crew, but there's a lot of growing pains involved with that. Just like the growing pains of one crew, now we're going to be going into the growing pains of two crews. But it's a very opportune time right now because there's a huge demand for our type of work tons of you know emails phone calls facebook messages and so on we just can't f- really find a ton of people right now that's the challenge so there's a ton of work huge demand but not enough supply and time and workers you know to be able to hire on your team and be a part of the team and grow that team so you can keep moving your company forward so that's where the real you know, um, kind of hiccup, uh, roadblock is right now. That's, that's where the struggle is, is, is finding, finding more members of your team. M- myself specifically, I know a lot of local people and all of people, you guys may be listening and, and other people all over the country and from social media and just my friends and peers and mentors. It's, it's a struggle for, for everyone really. But this is, if you can kind of find a good team and keep them strong and healthy and pay them well and be a good leader and give them tons of incentives for being there, make it fun, you know, don't overwhelm everybody, you know, get the job done and all that, have everything dialed in as best as possible, make it the best work environment you can, whether you're just mowing lawns or whatever you're doing, just make it the best you can, then you can really dial that in and, and profit off of um, all of the work that all of the demand for work that's coming in right now and continue to keep growing your company. If that is your goal, such as myself. Um, so that's, that's really, you know, the, 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 the kind of like some of what's been going on, you know, with the spring rush and everything in, in a nutshell there and where I'm going and trying to build to that next level. There's been a lot of ups and downs with employees and trying to find, keep, uh, find and keep employees and, and keep growing and so on. Uh, but it's all about keeping that foundation and building upon that foundation to keep building that team. That's always the goal. Uh, so that's what I'm, what I'm going to keep working towards and just wanted to share that with you guys uh, in case you were in that situation or thinking about employees and, and the kind of this whole mindset and topic um, with it. And it, it's really just, you know, something that, that, I think it makes a big difference if you are trying to really build your company, grow your company, 
building a team is going to be the best. You know, building a team is for the future. You know, hiring help is just for the present. It's just not something that, you know, you don't want to be calling your team help or helpers. And if you're just hiring people on the fly, you know, whenever you need them, that's really such a temporary band-aid. It's, it's not really anything that's going to help your company grow. If you just want to be solo, you know, for in the, you know, in, indefinite amount of time, then I get it. You know, there's no need to necessarily build a team, but even still you can build a team around you, whether that's your significant other helping you with the books or something at home, or maybe they're helping you out in the field or answering phones or whatever. Um, you know, you're still a team regardless, you know, maybe you have a one part timer that helps you out once or twice a week or something like, you know, whatever it is, just, you know, you can still build a team, even if you're, if you're solo and you do need a few other things, it's really hard to do it all yourself. A hundred percent. I mean, if you have an accountant or a bookkeeper, whether it's your spouse or not, it's someone, a complete stranger that you hired, you know, cause that's their, that's their business or whatever then that's still part of your team technically. So that's still building your team, not just getting a helper to throw some books together and try and get your, your numbers right for tax season or something like you still in every aspect should be building, focusing on building your team. So again, that's, that's all the time I wanted to spend on this, just rambling on and on about this whole, you know, is your goal to hire help or build a team philosophy? I just really wanted to kind of wrap, wrap my whole thinking around that question. And I wanted to ask you guys that question to see what, how you thought about it, what, what your answer to that was. And, you know, maybe, maybe rethink some things potentially if, if it applies or if it makes sense to you, but ultimately just sharing my points and, and where I'm at and what I'm doing and, and what my goal is and, and why. So Hopefully you guys got value out of that as always. And I thank you for listening to this episode. And again, there's going to be one or two more to follow in this whole kind of employee staffing, building a team, ups and downs, spring rush with kind of like the finale of it all. Me just kind of pouring it all out there. Some crazy stuff that's happened to me um, during this, this spring rush season really made me question a lot of things about my business and all that. So um, I will definitely recap all of that on an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. This is Lawn Care Rookie signing off. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.